welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML Inside the Pages with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is your hostess, Sister Maria. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday Acts of the Holy Ghost. If you are looking for a church home, looking for ministries and growth, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and allow God to be God. The next voice you will hear is our sponsor, Sister Sharice. Join us in praise and worship as we welcome the Word of God. Him and the beauty of holiness to praise Him because the Bible tells us let everything that has breath to praise ye the Lord. And that's what we're here to do to present our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto Him because of what? This is our reasonable service. Amen. And so as we go forth, let's magnify the Lord. Let's let the Lord know how much we appreciate Him this morning. And I'm sure you're going to be blessed.
going ahead, you're repeating after what Alpha and Omega.
bless you, Lord God. Bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord.
and stay tuned because you're going to you need eternal life. Bless you, Lord God. You want to abandon the sin because the payment of sin is, is separation from God. So I want to direct your attention to the book of Revelation, the second chapter. Revelation, the second chapter. We're going to start at the eighth verse. And if, if, uh, tell somebody, you're teaching Revelation. And there's no fluff. We're not adding nothing to the word of God. It's simple. Uh, we're in the word of God. And the Bible tells us that we try the word by, by the word. We try spirits by the word of God as well. And so the word of God has to measure up. And it is always confirmed. Uh, uh huh. There is no rhema word that uh, someone is going to receive that is not backed up by the scripture. Uh huh. It, it, everything is backed up by the word of God. And so you need to, the Bible said, heaven and earth will pass away. But his word is going to remain, is going to endure. The name of Jesus is powerful. 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 Yes, the name of Jesus is powerful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, it is. Uh, whoever call on the name of the Lord, the Bible says, shall be saved. That's some power. We call upon the name of Jesus to save us, to, to heal us. We, matter of fact, the Bible said, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's powerful. But the Bible says that his word is even elevated above his name. So how powerful is the word? The word is so powerful. It was, it was, the Bible said that, that in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. It said the word became flesh. And dwelt among us as the only begotten son of the father. Now, that's some power. Yes. The word became flesh. Uh-huh. And so the word becoming flesh, uh, it was manifest. The Bible said God was manifested in the flesh. Justified in the spirit. Uh, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on and, and received up into glory. I'm telling you. The word of God is powerful. So Revelation, the second chapter. Bless you, Lord Jesus. The second chapter, beginning at the eighth verse. Did you need that this morning? Did you need that this morning? We went into praise and worship. God bless you. Sometimes you don't know what you need or have need of. But I'm telling you that there's a blessing that, that's on the way. Uh-huh. There's a blessing to be delivered. And so we thank God. I, I had to had to give you that. Uh-huh. Don't try to hang on to her and get part of that blessing. That's her blessing. And so, but I, I tell you, when somebody is gonna be blessed, you want to stay close to them. Uh-huh. You, you, you wanna you <laughs> you know, I've been in services where someone received a, a prophetic word and was told that, that they're gonna be blessed. And someone next to him or someone um, within the same vicinity was like, well, they didn't tell me that. No, that's when you scoot over next to the person that's going to be blessed, <laughs> you know, so that you can you can also be a recipient of the, uh, of the what did the, they used to tell us that if you that uh, let the cup overflow so that the saucer will be blessed. And so, you know, you want to be like a saucer and be blessed. 
Revelation 2, 8 through 11, it says, And unto the angel of the church in Samaria write these things, said the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. I want to read this again in case you didn't, in case you missed some of it. But let me just, just bear with me in my folly. And unto the angel of the church in Samaria. Write these things, said the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works in tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Uh, because behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. Ye that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. I, I took a thought here. Uh, signed, sealed, delivered. Now, unlike the artist uh, Stevie Wonder, you know, uh, this is not a song about restoration, uh, even though uh, restoration is good. Uh, you know, some of you are familiar with the song, uh, but um, uh, uh, some of us listening today uh, need to say, like Stevie said, I I'm here, baby. Um, Signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm confessing my faults. Uh, so uh, will you take me back? Uh, some, uh, someone, some need to ask God, take me back. Uh, confess their faults. Take me back. I'm here. And, and so whether it is to your family, to your friends, and certainly unto the Lord. For the Bible says in Matthew, the fifth chapter, uh, it says, therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, it says to leave there thy gift before the altar. And by the way, first be reconciled to thy brother and then come and offer thy gift. Some have repented ask God forgiveness, but they ignore still their brother or their sister. They know that there are some things that need to be ironed out, need to 
be straightened out, but they don't make an attempt to do that. Now, I, I know that a lot of things deal with timing, uh, but when you feel led to do something, when you feel led to get it right, you'll make some time and you'll uh, make an attempt to do those things to, so that we line up with the word of God. So therefore, we uh, do believe in uh, restoration. God believes in restoration, not just with him, but with friends, family. The Bible said your brother has an art against you. You know that y'all didn't have some words. You didn't exchange some thoughts, said some things that should not have been said. And so, and maybe done some things that should not have been done. So we're to leave our gift at the altar and reconcile with our brothers and then come back and talk to God. And that's the way God, that's what God says. Is that right? That's what God says. That's what he says, not Pastor Carl. That's what God said. Uh, not the right Reverend uh, LG, but that's what God said, right? That's what God said. And, and so, um, and so just like you ask the Lord to forgive, you also have to eat some humble pie and ask forgiveness as well. And you have to be forgiving too. Now, last Sunday, we talked about the church of Ephesus. They had the principles of the doctrine down. Uh-huh. They had it down. They knew the word of God. You know, you couldn't, you, you wasn't going to trip them up when it came down to talking about uh, the Levitical priesthood. You wasn't going to trip them up when it came down to talking about uh, worship and serving the Lord and the temple. You wasn't going to trip them up on any of those things and, and, and saying that I'm, I'm uh, that you, you, you're saved, that you're a saint of God. Uh, when, because they're going to test you and find out if you are saved or if you're a wolf in sheep clothing. They had it down. I, I believe that if they had a choir, that the choir was, was on hit. When you, when you went into the service, it was like going to Churchilla. They, they were ready to perform. They, they were ready to do it. Everything was tight. You know, and, and the preacher, when the preacher got up, he rocked Daniel. You know, he set the church on fire. They knew just what to do when the music started to play. You know, you ever been in that service where the, the, the organist can just hit a few keys and the, and the, and the people jump up and, and start cutting their step and when the music stopped, they said, well, listen, they had it down. But the Bible says they had left their first love. They left their first love. Now, you know, you can tell when someone leaves their first love uh, because the feeling is not the same. Uh, the talk is not the same. The emotion is not the same. You, you know, uh, when, they, when they get up to sing, they're they ready to modulate and hit high notes, there, but there's no feeling there. Uh, that's performance. When there's feeling, uh, sometimes you can't finish the song. Uh, just like sometimes you can't finish the message. Uh, sometimes everything is interrupted. You become what discombobulated. You know, I, I think that's the word. Uh, you know, you just can't do it. it you know, sometimes sometime I see the psalmsters trying to press through a song, and I, I, I see the Spirit of the Lord moving and, and it's touching her. You know, she tried to press through it. But, but let me tell you, you don't have to press through it. Let God have his way. Ah, bless you, Jesus. Let God have his way. 
And so they had left their first love. They didn't love God like they used to. Maybe they thought they did. You know, if you, you say, how many of y'all love God? They put their hand up. Uh, you know, um, I really love the Lord. Uh, you know, they, they would say, but, but uh, going through the motion of things is different than when there is an intimate relationship. And so they took going to service, offerings and singing and preaching and teaching. Uh, after a while, just became a routine. I mean, how many, you know, you can think of some churches that where things are just a routine. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't have to have a certain name on it. Uh, it could be uh, apostolic. It could be Baptist. It can be uh, Catholic. It can be, uh, but they've gone through as a routine. It's a routine. And so, you know, when you, when you uh, have a feeling, you get dolled up for that feeling. Uh, you know, when you go on to see someone and being a, you know, you start to, uh, you, you very particular about your, uh, the way you look, uh, you know, which means something. Well, they, they forgot about, uh, oh, bless your Lord God, the intimacy in the relationship. And so there was no more pillow talk, no holding hands or whispering meaningful somethings into the ear while of God while at work or at the gym or driving down the street. Uh, you know, you, 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 you've been there when you're driving down the street and you're thinking of that worship song and, and all of a sudden you begin to worship. You know, you're at work and, and you catch yourself. You know, that, that time to time that went by, the hour to flown by because you were just knocking it out. You was handling business, but your mind was on the Lord and it was like you were just an autopilot, you know, and you and him was having a good time. They had forgot about that. Unlike Ephesus, the church of Samaria uh, did not receive a message with any condemnation. But they were commended. Commend means to present approval or acceptance, even recommendation. As you know, a, a signature is a distinct form of identification used for a, a check, document, or letter. The Bible says, unto the angel of the church of Samaria, write these things, said the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Samaria, uh, also known as uh, Mira, was an ancient city of I Iona, about 40 miles north of Ephesus. If you recall, Saul, uh, now uh, known as Paul, uh, was taken uh, before Galileo. Uh, the deputy of Atra because he preached Christ because the case and then the case was dismissed so he stayed there exhorting Christ then he went to Syria and accompanied by Aquila and Priscilla a husband and wife team they came to Ephesus where they also met a minister by the name of Apollos who was also evangelizing the word of God exhorting Jesus Christ. It was somewhere between the evangelistic ministry of Paul, Apollos, Aquila, and Priscilla that the church of Samaria was preached out to the pastor from the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. Now the pastor would know who, this, who is speaking because he has preached Alpha and Omega. 
he has preached and exhorted the beginning and the end. The pastor would know who was once dead and is alive, since we are well acquainted with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Bible tells us in the ninth verse, I know thy works, tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich. And I know thy blasphemy. Can you turn that off, please? Thank you. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. John, I want you to let the pastor know I see you. Sometimes you need to be reminded, encouraged with those words. I see you. He wanted John to let the pastor know that. John, tell them, tell the pastor of the church of Savannah, I see you. I see the work, the toil, how you labor, keeping, uh, keeping at it when others have made excuses not to show up, not to participate. I see the work uh, that you have carried on with when others have uh, showed up, but they, that's all they did was show up. I see the work, and I want you to know that. I see the tribulation. I see the affliction, the distress, the suffering, the grief. But not only do I see it, I also feel your pain. In ministry, I've heard, and starting out in ministry, I've heard. During ministry, I've heard. I've heard discouraging remarks made by evangelists and other ministers that should never have been uttered. Remarks such as, uh, well, you know, the church doesn't have enough members for me to come and minister there. Uh-huh. I've heard them, heard people on the radio say, well, you know, that church down the street where they have uh, only 10 souls there, they need to shut their doors and come join, join us. And, you know, so what are you doing? You're making, you're causing their ministry to grow and you, you're uh, leaving what God has called you to do. Jesus had 12. He had 12. Jesus had 12 disciples. And he also ministered to thousands. Somebody need to catch that. Somebody really need to get that. Jesus did not have a, a, a building full of folks. But he ministered to thousands. I heard the, those remarks. And I, at the time, I had to ask the evangelist, well, you're an evangelist. Why aren't you assisting that ministry? Uh, you obviously made an observation. But why aren't you there helping? Well, uh, they, they don't have, why won't you visit their preacher uh, and help to preach some souls out or to go out pounding the pavement and help reach somebody? Mm-hmm. They don't have uh, enough. And so, uh, oh, they're having church in their home. And so they don't want to go to the home and minister like John did to the elect lady and her children. They don't want to do that. 
And, and so uh, uh, they don't have enough for me to visit. But John, I, I want you to let the preacher know. I want you to let the, the pastor know that I see you. I saw when the money got funny. When you were denied consideration in certain statues by others that claim to be saved. Can't you see or imagine how that would impact the individual? I remember we went to a church one time in, uh, down in, in L.A. and uh, the pastor, my pastor, we all went down there and to the church and uh, the pastor said, you know, I, I was discouraged. He was about ready to close the doors of the church. He was feeling a certain way at that time. But just the mere fact that you have folks coming all the way from Altadena down to L.A. to encourage him on a Friday night made a world of difference. It made a change. You know, we need to stop being selfish and to be considerate of others. If you have success, you ought to help someone else be successful. Oh, bless your Lord God. I believe that lines up with the word of God. The Bible said when you're strengthened to do what? Strengthen the brethren. So when you got, when you line up, when the word, when things are going, show somebody else how to do it. Help someone else out. Stay, uh, you know, I, I love it because I, I, my, uh, uh, one of the bishops, he just, he stays in contact with us. How's the service going? I'm praying, you know, I want you to, I'm praying so that you will have a powerful move of God in the service. Constantly praying and, and holding, up, holding us up in prayer, being thoughtful of the church. Bless you, Lord God. You need someone to be thoughtful about you. Oh, my God. I've heard, uh, you know, someone say, uh, well, you know, uh, a man is not an island by himself. And, you know, that's, that's a true statement. But do you, do you show up? Uh, do you show up to help encourage? Or do you just encourage when they show up there at your service? You know, you know, they don't take a appreciation. It doesn't take a church anniversary or anything like that to just to come to the service to be an encouragement. We should be mindful of that. God is. And so the Bible tells us that, uh, uh, that uh, the Lord said, John, let them know that you might appear little in the eyes of some. Uh, remember the Lord said, I, I know thy poverty. You know, you're looking down at what you don't have. You're looking at what you might be dealing with. But I heard him say, thou are rich. Uh-huh. Uh, thou rich. You. you do have it going on. Hallelujah. It may not look like it uh, to someone else, but God said in my eyes, you got it going on. Uh-huh. John let them know that they might appear little in the eyes of someone else, but in my eyes, you're great. These few words mean a lot. Thou art. In spite of what others, whatever they think or have to say, you're great in my eyes. I can only imagine how the message encouraged the pastor of Samaria. 
as he began to share with the saints, as the second wind began to kick in, and as he began to strengthen his grip in the ministry. Uh, don't throw in the towel, because thou art. God said, I see you, and thou art. The church of Samaria experienced the presence of Decepticons, you know, those pretenders, uh, those seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. And he, the Lord went on to tell them, fear none of those things. I, I want to tell you, church, don't be afraid of what comes up. Don't worry about being overtaken and overwhelmed by situations and circumstances. It don't mean that you won't feel it. Uh-huh. It don't mean, but, but don't let it dictate to you your praise. Don't let it dictate or remove your praise or your worship from you. Bless you, Lord God. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Because the devil has cast, uh, shall cast some of you into prison. Uh, that you might be tried. He didn't say all of you, not everyone, but some of you. And ye shall have tribulation ten days. Because thou uh, uh, be faithful unto death. And I'll give thee a crown of life. To seal means to join together or to prevent from coming apart. Uh, you know, we sung a song, uh, and some of you might know the song, uh, I, I'm, uh, Jesus got a hook in me. I don't want to get loose. I'm wrapped, tied, tangled all up in the Lord. Nothing is going to come between us, and nothing is going to separate us. I believe it was Paul that said, who shall separate us from the love of God. No one has that kind of power to separate you from the love of God. No one has that authority unless you surrender yourself. Uh, but no one can wedge you away from God. And so uh, being uh, preventing things from passing between them when there's a seal. The seal was a piece of wax or lead or material with an individual design stamped into it. An endorsement of something or someone uh, usually has a seal of approval. The Church of Samaria uh, has been proven, known to be faithful. Uh, John, tell them, I've got you in this. Uh, you need to know God's got you. Fear none of those things, <coughs> excuse me, of which thou shalt suffer. The devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Now, a day is as a thousand years unto the Lord, and a thousand years as one day. Remember, this is a letter foretelling future events. So preparation can be made. The purpose of being of foretelling is so that you can prepare to receive, so that you can alter direction, so that you can make changes or stop the movement. The purpose of foretelling is to provide a warning. It doesn't mean it's a bad warning, but it's a warning. It's something to help you along the way. 
This means from the time the message was given about persecution arising, that there to be faithful unto death. Fortify yourself. Strengthen your hands. Get closer to God because you don't know what's going to come. All you know is that it's going to happen. You don't know when. But I believe that after the word of God was spoken, that what the Lord was telling the church of Samaria, uh, because this message was going to them, was that at that time, that by the time they received the letter, that things were already unfolding. Things were already starting to move. 2 Timothy 2 and 12 said, reminds all of us that ye and all that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. But I will give thee a crown of life. He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Well, you need to think about the first death. There's a, there was a first death, and then there's the second death. Death is usually defined as cognitive and bodily uh, uh, function completely stopping. Uh, there's no argument with that. The brain stops, you're dead. The heart stops, you're dead. The only person that can, uh, that can revive you is the Lord. They, they can put electronic devices, they can shock you, they can do all... Uh, see, but it's God that speaks, that gives the word that brings you back alive. Death is usually defined as that uh, everything completely stopping. The Bible, however, defines death differently. It defines death as the severing, uh, a severed relationship between God and man. Death is mentioned in Genesis 2 and 17. Well, the Lord told Adam, the day you eat from the tree, uh, you shall die. Well, we know Adam did not drop dead at that moment. But there was something that was turned off. There was a severance in the relationship. There was something that stopped at that moment. Now, I'm not going to go all into that, right? Well, yes, I will. Okay. The Bible said that the Lord would come and meet with Adam in the cool of the day. What happened to that relationship? When he ate from the tree, you don't read no more about the Lord visiting him in the cool of the day. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh my God. Listen. Uh, some folks don't know that they're experiencing some of those things. So let, let me just go here with it. Some folks, Holy Ghost filled. I'm Holy Ghost filled, five baptized. I got Jesus on my mind and I'm running for my life. Listen, but somewhere along the line, they stopped running for their life. That They allowed the devil to extinguish uh, their joy. They extinguished the fire that they once had. Uh-huh. Maybe they met someone. Fire extinguished them. No longer on fire. They used to pray and, and, and seek the Lord. But all of a sudden that stopped happening. They used to speak in other tongues. That's the spirit of God gave utterance. But that stopped happening. Uh-huh. Something has been severed. The relationship with God has been severed. 
It's been cut off. When was the last time you felt the Holy Ghost move up on you? Or have the relationship been cut off? Some people uh, are never going to experience it again. Uh, uh, Pastor, how can you say that? Because that's what the word of God says. That's why we can't play with God. That I don't, I don't care how itchy you might feel. Well, I got an itch and I got to scratch it. I don't care how itchy you feel. You better scratch yourself with the word of God. Bless your Lord. Huh. Mm -hmm. Because something is going to, people, the Bible says, my spirit shall not always strive with men. Amen. See, that's why people that say, oh, once saved, always saved. I, you know, I got it made. And the devil is a liar. You better understand this. You better get this. Death. So Paul says, therefore, we are always confident, knowing that while we have a at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. The second death is the final destination for those who never accepted the Lord or they severed the relationship with him. Mm -hmm. There's not a press anymore. Severed relationship. There's not a praise anymore. A severed relationship. Uh, it, it don't take all that anymore. I can just believe in God's severed relationship. Daniel speaks to us loudly and says that at the time shall Michael stand. We're talking about revelation. Bless you, Lord God. And I'm preaching right now. The great prince which stand for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time, and at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some to everlasting life. And some to shame and everlasting contempt. That's the second death. Rising up. Dead, but then resurrected to be judged. Because see, they already judged once because uh, there was a separation from God. But then judged again because this time, the second death. Now, Bible students, you should know what the second death is, the ultimate of things. Every mother, father, grandparent, brother, sister is either receiving a crown of life or a severed relationship with God. Now, uh, this is not based upon your wishes. When my mother was saved, and I know she was saved, uh, she believed in God, but listen, if your mother did not live a life that God has accepted, you don't make that call for God. He's the only one that signs off, seals, and delivers. Uh-huh. He's the only one. 
Well, my dad, he, he preached. But listen, God is the only one that signs, seals, and delivers. He's the only one that endorses. And he's endorsing the church of Samaria. What about you? Is God endorsing you this morning? Bless your Lord God. Did you position yourself to receive uh, his endorsement? Well, my, my, my sister, uh, listen, either you're receiving a crown of life because you have not severed that relationship, because you're holding fast to that which is good, because you're determined, because you're resisting the devil, that you're yet calling upon the name of Jesus, that you're yet walking uh, as the Lord has called us to be holy like he is holy. Bless you, Lord God. So it's not based upon our wishes. It's not based upon our opinion. It's based upon the word of God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How's your relationship with God this morning? Bless you, Lord God. Is it a relationship that God has signed off on? Is it a relationship that has been sealed with his approval? Is it a relationship that you've been delivered and that you're staying free? How is your relationship this morning? Bless you, Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. If you have not dedicated your life unto the Lord, if you need to rededicate your life to him, you need to do that before. We're traveling through the book of, of Revelation. Clarity, listen, I want you to get something. I, as I, I was thinking about it this morning as I was driving in that the message of the book of Revelation as it begins it starts with the leaders. He didn't go directly to the, to the people. He went to the leaders. It starts with the head. Maybe you were in a position of leadership. Maybe you are in a position of leadership. It starts with us. And then it trickles down like people, like priests. It trickles down where we're to follow what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And if I'm not following Christ, it, it, no need of me saying it, but I'll say it anyway, you shouldn't be following me. And you shouldn't follow anybody that's not following Christ. How is your relationship this morning? What is your relationship like? Is it like the church of Ephesus? Or is it like the church of Samaria? How is your relationship? Is it that you're just going through the motion? So you can say, I went to church today. Or is it an intimate relationship that you have with God where, where he said, thou art. Thou art. Just, just, just know for yourself right now. You are. You are. Know where you are right now. Because God said you are. Pastor, if there's pastors listening, ministers listening, 
I want you to know right now, if you, if you have felt a struggle in ministry, uh, maybe the church, if there's been membership that have fallen off, or but you're yet going and, and showing up for Bible class or making sure to check on the folks doing follow-up. And, you know, I want you to know God sees that. He sees that. He sees it. Uh, maybe you might be feeling a little something right now because you had expectations or hope of things being a little different because you've been praying about some things and, you know, and, but don't get caught up in comparing yourself to other ministries or to other folks because you don't know nothing about them. But know what God has to say. Uh, he, I see your tribulation. I see your works. I see your endurance. I see what's going on. I see what you're doing. And you might feel that you not, but God said, thou art rich. I see your poverty. I see. I, I see what you think of yourself. But thou rich, hold on to the word of God. Be encouraged and know what God is thinking about you and your, and your obedience to his word. But for those that are not, let the word stir your mind up. Let the word stir your heart up and get close to God. I told the church early in the year, don't believe the hype. And I'm saying it again, do not believe the hype. Don't believe what folks is telling you. I was in the, in, in the store yesterday looking at some things and, uh, and a gentleman made a statement and I, I was uh, about COVID and I was like, really? He said, yeah, COVID went away and now it's back again. I'm like, do you really believe that? It never left. It's been here, it's here and you, don't believe the media telling the media controls what they think uh, with scare tactics uh, will tell you things and try to make you believe. But I'm going to tell you right now, there are folks uh, that have been um, impacted by this medicine. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. There's folks that have taken medicine and still got sick. Don't have a false sense of security, but know where your true Savior is and who your Savior is, and that is Christ. It don't matter about anything else, because all of us is either going to, uh, some of us are going to be caught up, and some of us may leave before the catching up occurs. But no matter what, you want to be signed, sealed, and delivered by God. Bless you, Lord God. Resting on our feet. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for this short exhortation. We pray and ask, Lord, that you would bless those that have, are listening, those that will be listening later. Oh, God, we pray and ask, Lord Jesus, that you would save, stir up the heart and mind of uh, those that are hearing the word. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord God, help us, Lord. Help us to live saved. Help us keep the vows that we've made to you. Lord Jesus, we just want to honor you, Lord God. Lord, and most of all, we want to be saved. We want to be saved. I don't know anyone that, that want to suffer the second death. Lord God, Lord Jesus, no one wants to go to hell and cast into the lake of fire afterwards. Lord Jesus, but we know that, that we must line up with your word. Lord God, I pray for ministry. I pray for the preachers, the pastors, the, Lord, the evangelists, Lord God, the teachers. Lord, that you have blessed them, their hearts to be stirred, to, to seek you, Lord God, to do your will. Lord Jesus, to not look back, Lord, and not to fall into a complacent state. Ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, if there's any sin that is among us, any sin, Lord God, pray and ask that hearts be stirred, repentance be made. Lord Jesus, have mercy, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, now I ask, Lord God, that you would touch, Lord Jesus, as we prepare to leave this place, let us not leave your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me tell you this, if you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for remission of sin, you need remission of sin. You need your sins washed away. And that is done through baptism. They asked them, men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And Peter stood up on that day and said, repent. We baptize every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. And every other place where the salvation was received, people was rebaptized for John the Baptist's uh, ministry as well. And those that had not been baptized was baptized in Jesus. You need for the church of truth and power, someplace where you be delivered and live right. Live right. When I say live right, I mean not just uh, confessing to, to know the Lord. I mean pay your bills on time, treat folks right, and be saved. Live holy. When you do things the right way, you're a lot happier than when we try to cut corners and we try to cheat and do things differently. Let's line up. We can do it. I did it. You can do it. God said we can do it, and he said, greater is he that is in you, and you receive the Holy Ghost. When you receive the word of God, greater is he. The word is great. Let the word be great in you, and let us say, God bless you.